because there has been an emergency. To infinity and beyond. I thought my jokes were bad. The force will be with you. Always. We're just like Kevin Bacon. All right, everyone. Uh, so we had some technical difficulties. <laughs> we was not recording. Hannah and I were talking for like three minutes. And then just, we just realized it was not the recording button was not on. So um, we are just today. We're just talking about some news and whatnot. Uh, we're gonna go through some stuff that we that we missed out from yesterday's world show and just some stuff that dropped today. Only big thing of note today was the run trailer from the creators of Searching. So we'll talk about that. And then we'll do uh, we'll discuss. We'll also do some quick movie reviews. Um, I've been mis- I've missed out on some movie reviews last week because I'm in the process of moving. So um, we'll, Hannah and I will talk about Sonic. I'll talk about Fantasy Island. Hannah will talk about Downhill. And then we'll both talk about um, To All the Boys, To P.S. I Love You. I hate long titles. Um, so we'll do that. <laughs> and then at the end of the show, we're introducing a new concept to the live show. And that is uh, what we're watching and what we're excited about. We'll explain more towards the end of, towards the end of the show when that uh, segment comes up. And that is it. Um, Alex just texted me saying that the movie theater is disgusting in downtown. I know this, Alex. That's why I'm not going to that theater tomorrow. Um, but... Yeah, I'm supposed to see The Lodge tonight, everyone, so I'm not seeing it anymore. I'm going to see it tomorrow, so I have some extra time to just do a show. And I haven't done a, lo- haven't done a live show since January 11th, I believe. That was when we had the big we had the big Scott Derrickson news from Doctor Strange 2 and all that stuff. So um, you were talking about the Run trailer. The Run trailer uh, dropped today, and it's from the creators of Searching, and it stars Sarah Paulson, and it's about stuff like a thriller and whatnot. So you were talking about it a little bit, so why don't you um, give us some insight on what you were talking about from the trailer and stuff. Uh, yeah, so the Run trailer, it's from the creators of Searching, and I love Searching. It was one of my favorite movies of 2018. Uh in the trailer, it, it looks like a very generic, like, thriller trailer, like, anything that you'd see, like, you know, in, like, a movie theater, like, something that you'll, like, forget about, like, within the next five minutes, uh, mm-hmm. and that disappointed me while watching the trailer, but then it, I, uh, it dawned upon me that they're probably just, uh, having the trailer be this way for marketing purposes, because searching is very much not, like, a generic kind of movie, like, a like, this trailer looks so i'm hoping that they're just like you know what we're gonna put this trailer out make it look like something that normies would want to see and then hopefully normies will come and see it (laughs) so i don't think that the trailer is probably representing the movie very well but that's okay yeah i would have to okay so i liked the trailer but i did sense a lot of like non-originality from the trailer and i guess it just comes comes to do with like what the what the um synopsis of a movie is you know it's kind of, it's kind of like it's kind of easy to explain but the the trailer is kind of trippy where if like um it feels like two scenarios are happening and i know these i know from searching they like to do a lot of shock value and stuff so maybe so i think you're right that they're just trying to hide a lot of things from the actual movie um i didn't like what they were doing with like they they kept putting the word run over everything oh, yeah. and like i was like this is really cheesy um but 
I do get the sense that we're going to have some really, really solid performances from the movie and whatnot because Sarah Paulson, you know, she's have, she's, she seems really, really good in it. And um, I don't know the actress's name, but the one in the wheelchair, she looks great too. Um, I, yeah, I hope this is more of a, more of a movie than just like, you know, mother's crazy and she's keeping her daughter inside or whatever like that, you know, but I do think there's going to be what I do from talking to several, cause one of our first interviews with this channel, uh, was before I met, before I met a lot of you from the page of, it was back to when it was like just me out, me and Alex and Christina. Um, I had an interview with Seville Hanian who, you know, one of the writers from searching, I was one searching was first came like first came out and stuff and uh his their their writing you can tell they're really really like passionate about their work so i know it's not going to be like a generic kind of movie just by talking to them and no and watching searching i know they have a lot of shoes to fill with this movie and stuff like that because i hold i hope searching was my favorite movie of 2018 um and so i hold them right now in like a really really high standard so if it does come out and ends up being like greta and kind of like just like fine you know what i mean <laughs> i'm just gonna be like what happened here but i am excited because i i mean the crew behind it um it just seems you know i'm just i can't i just i cannot help but get excited about them you know so um i'm still excited to see but i do think that you're right that they're probably just hiding most of everything that's going on and whatnot so yeah with that being said i am i'm pumped so we'll see you know um that was it as far as news goes. <laughs> that was all we had. I know uh, another another bit of news kind of was that Par- they're going to be re-releasing Parasite in IMAX theaters. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? I don't know. Like... Not really. I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I'm excited that the movie's going to be able to make even more money at the box office. Right. Like That's the only thing in my mind that I'm like, yeah, that's a cool thing for it to you know, mm. be able to reach more people, I guess. Right, I love watching movies, and I love watching movies in IMAX and stuff. So, I mean, I am gonna check it out. It'll be it'll be really cool to see this movie in in an IMAX theater and something very very different. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely pumped to see what they do as far as that goes. But um, yeah, so that's pretty much it as far as news. Oh, I also I don't know if you saw, but um, there's a new movie from Phil, um Lord and Miller coming out. What? Uh, an animated movie called Connected. <gasps> oh my god! Know, I'm yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that was like I literally Are had it open in my browser. I think it's let me read this. Uh but I don't want to give you the wrong information and get you all hyped up. It looks re- I don't know if you if you can look up the pictures and stuff. It looks like really, really good. It looks like Amazing Spider Man. Not Amazing Spider Man. It looks like Spider Verse mixed with like a Pixar movie. Um oh, Yeah. So basically, okay. Sony has released the first images from Phil Lord and Chris Miller's upcoming animated film, Connected, about a family on a road trip during a robot uprising. The images revealed in an EW exclusive introduce us to the Mitchells, the family at the center of all the action. Um, so it was initially titled The, Mitchell, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Um, Connected follows Katie Mitchell, a teenage girl accepted to the college of her dreams. Her dad, uh, Rick, decides to take the whole family on one last road trip to try to get everyone to unplug for a while and reconnect with nature and and with each other. Rounding out the main cast are Maya Rudolph as Katie's mom, um, kind of, and Mike Rianda as Katie's younger brother. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. But the picture, I'm looking at the picture right now. That yeah. is so cool. Yeah, like the, I are love you that. that. Are you looking at the one with like it's like all these fluorescent colors and stuff? I'm looking at the one right now where they're all sitting at the table. 
Okay, so there's look. That's the one. Let me send you. Let me. I just sent you a messenger. Look at that picture. That, that dog is so cute. <laughs> look, at, look, at, look at that picture in your uh, messenger. That doesn't get too excited. Oh, that is gorgeous. Yeah. So I mean, I um, I don't know what I don't know. I, I'm excited now because like I I was uh, my question was like, what are they doing? You know, I know we had Spider Verse, and I know they're doing some other stuff around the around the way. But like, you know, I was gonna I was I was wondering what are they up What are they up to right now? And I guess this is it. It's coming out this year. Now uh, it's my one of my most anticipated movies now. I'm well, pumped. animation was their like first foot into like, directing. Uh, Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs was their debut. Right. Um, right. So I'm so excited that they're doing another animated film because after the Lego movie, that was their last animated film they've done, you know, um, yeah. 21, 22, Jump Street. And so with that, and they're connected to Solo, but they lost that. Um, and then they produced uh, and wrote Spider-Verse. So we haven't had like a Lord and Miller directed movie, I think, since 22 Jump Street. So this right. is really exciting. I'm so excited. I'm so happy that it's an animated film. Yeah, it looks really the animation. That's one thing about Sony Pictures animation. You know, even though they're they're irrelevant, um, quote unquote. Go back to the last night's <laughs> show. You guys will understand what we're talking about. Um, it, like I always, I've always loved the way Sony Sony Sony's animations look. Um, and I I'm hoping this is like their next Oscar. You know what I mean? Honestly, um, me too. It, I mean they. It, it comes out September 18th. I mean, that's more than enough time to promote and all that stuff. So, I mean, it looks pretty good. I'm excited, you know. That I'm, I'm so picture. I'm just so happy that we are getting another Lord and Miller film. Yay. They're like not even like some of the best directors working today. They're some of the best writers working today. I totally I one of my one of my favorite experiences of like as a writer myself and just like a film critic was reading the Spider-Verse script. I it there's just so much life mm -hmm. in that script. Phil Lord um, wrote it and then yeah. Chris Miller produced. When they're when they're writing the scene, the what's up danger scene, it's so amazing to read that scene. Like um you have to like and then you, when you go on YouTube and you do the whole like script to screen videos and stuff people done for that scene, it it's so it's so good. They they write they're, they're I, I see so what you're good. talking about. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's so good. You know what I mean. So, um, yeah, I'm pumped for this. I I just saw this before we went on air, and I was like, oh yeah, I wonder, I wonder if Hannah saw all this yet because I don't listen. I haven't seen no tweets. I, I would have been freaking out. <laughs> oh wait, I have a I have a little story kind of thing. Uh, for everyone because I've talked about it on the podcast before. Uh, there's this movie called Big Time Adolescence, right? And it <laughs> it played at Sundance last year, and it came out, and it was like one of the most talked about movies. Like if you look up like the title of the movie, a whole bunch of like you know everything will come up of people just like, praising it from Sundance. Right. And it was one of the biggest movies come out of Sundance and nobody picked it up for a long time. And then Hulu finally picked it up like halfway through last year. And it was like cricket silence on it. And they finally released a trailer and a um, release date for the movie. And it looks awesome. And it's going to be released next month. So everyone that was like, you know, that knew about the movie apart from me and heard me talking about it, we're finally getting it. <laughs> I'll Is talk it about like... it next month. Is it um okay? So I remember you you posted a, a clip from the podcast that was a, a, a was an episode from last summer. We all sound so young. Is that weird? I know. I, just like, I, know. I was like, listening to it and I was like, Dwayne sounds so different. Yeah, I was like, why is my voice so squeaky? What's going on here? 
Um, but yeah, I think I think you know, both of you sound normal. I just wanted to say we, just know I, I, I so that I wasn't left out <laughs> or anything. Um, but yeah, I am super excited. I am excited to see that movie too as well because after after going to Sundance, um, I get excited when people get excited about other movies. So like there's movies that I missed this year when I went. Um, one of them is like there's like so many, but one of them was like Promising Young Woman because everyone everyone. Oh my god, yeah, that's April. Right. So excited. Everyone's been like raving for that one, and I missed that at Sundance, and I want to see that so bad. So, um, yeah, I vibe what you're, what how you're feeling about big time adolescence. Is it in theaters or like on like Hulu it's, or something? It's gonna be on Hulu. Is it? The the only thing about Sundance is that it sucks because people that who don't go and then hear about all these fantastic movies and then the movies don't they get picked up by people. Yeah. It's like you know you you always think about like what could have been. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping they drop it on in theaters somewhere, like in some locations at least. You know, like um, Hulu has been racking up a lot of the Sundance movies from this year too. I know they picked up the one that I really really loved, one of them um, with um, Andy Samberg. Oh, Palm Springs! I want. Yeah, oh, I'm so excited for that. Yeah, I love. Loved it, and I he, they they picked that movie up. That's one of, my, one of my favorites of the year so far. They picked that movie up, and like, and they, I, I know they had to pay a lot for it too, because they they were bidding, they were in like bidding wars for that movie. So I'm hoping they drop that in theaters, you know, somehow, you know what I mean? They the didn't same pay movie. much for a big time adolescence. I saw it was like four yeah. million. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think um, I think I think for uh for Palm Springs it was like nineteen million or something. Oh Jesus! Million. Yeah, so I'm like, you better drop. I mean, drop it in theaters like you did for Loose and stuff like that. And some, I mean, at least like a, I don't, I know they probably won't do like a thousand theaters, but like. I mean, get close to it, you know, do it. Because I think people will go see it. I think if you, I think if you market it well, I think the trailer. Have you seen the trailer? Like, no. Big time adolescence. It, it looks like a mid nineties. Like it looks like a kind of better right. mid nineties. Um, it's like it's very coming of age, and it's very much like a mentor movie, and it's very funny. Like the entire trailer is hilarious. Uh, it's Pete Davidson. Uh, you get a little taste of Machine Gun Kelly, and I don't think the kid in it has been in a whole lot because I don't recognize him. Um, yeah, but me, yeah, it looks amazing. Big time. Oh, not big time. Rush. Big time. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, oh, Pete Davidson. Actually, I did hear. Okay, so who who did drop a trailer? I'll drop. I'll watch it. I'll watch it eventually at some point tonight. Um, Pete Davidson. Yeah. So I'm hoping they release this in theaters into some theaters at least. I know. I know Boston. I know no shade. But I know Boston will get it. So if like, <laughs> and then as far <laughs> as um Palm Springs, I think because you spend so much money on it, I think they should they should actually market it and release it in theaters. I think a lot of audiences will go check it out. It's a romantic comedy, you know. Um, Andy Samberg is a is a is a relative, you know, known name, you know. So I mean, uh, a lot of normies know him from Brooklyn. Nine nine, so yeah, and Saturday Night Live. Yeah, so Saturday I, Night Live uh, too. But... I, I think if they drop it in theaters, it'll it'll make a, it'll make a quick buck, you know. So I don't I don't see why not. Especially if downhills in theaters, I think they can drop, they can drop, they can uh. drop. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that actually now. Yeah, we'll get into that now actually because the next segment, everyone, we're gonna go into um some movie review catch up. So uh, we'll start with Sonic. That was a big release of last year. I know we talked about it, I talked about it yesterday on the show, but Sonic. Did you you saw it right? Saw it yes. once. Did you? What do you think about it? Did you like it? Um, weirdly enough, I I liked it. I, there's something like charming about the movie, and I can't like pinpoint exactly what it is because it's not Sonic because he's not very like endearing. Even though he's cute and like he's funny, but like nothing's like really like super endearing about him. And nothing's like really endearing about any like the human characters either. I don't know. The movie's charming in a weird way, and Jim Carrey is really great in it. He's really funny. I know you don't. Agree. Uh, <laughs> but I, 
I'm like I've always talked about on the podcast. I love movies that are like hammed up and uh, mm. corny, and that that's exactly what his performance is. Exactly what you'd expect from Jim Carrey. Um, the movie's very basic though. It's like another like uh, mm. government wants something kind of story, and you're like on the run from like the government. It's very much that it's a road trip movie, um, and it's it's not very funny either. Uh, mm. nope. I, don't, I don't know the movie's. It's such a weird movie to me. Like, I don't even know how to really feel about it. Because I, like, went and seen it, and I didn't... It's not, like, a forgettable movie. Like, right. I remember, like, everything still, and I've seen it last week. Uh, but it's not something I, I think about or, like, am I ever probably going to watch again. I it's out of your brain. It's after, so like, weird. It's out, it was out of my brain, but then when I got home, I was like, okay, Sonic was fine. I I didn't dislike the movie, um, if you go back in the group chat and the, and the um, if you go back in the group chat during the weekend, I was like, I hated it because like, <laughs> I was I kept thinking about this, like, the worst parts of it. Um, I didn't hate it. I just thought it was the same thing that I've been getting as far as these. I just need these video game movies, like especially not the not the ones like that. Like, uh, not the ones like Tomb Raider. I, I actually really enjoyed Tomb Raider. Or the ones like um, what's they've actually announced today that Eli Roth is gonna do a video game movie called Borderlands, and I'm like Eli Roth, that's gonna be dark, that's gonna be like bloody, that's gonna be great, and stuff like that. You know, I know that Eli Roth is not gonna make some movie about the video game character coming to Earth and like making a buddy and going on a, you know what I mean? I just need yeah. more depth than that because Bumblebee did that, like Pikachu did that. Bumblebee is like well written though. Yeah, That's... I loved Bumblebee, but I'm just I'm talking about the trope of just yeah, the, yeah, buddy, you become a friend with the with the human person, and then you do some stuff. You know, it's the same thing as like Abominable. Like a lot of these movies do. At that. least Detective I'm Pikachu like, didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, dude, like, can we just change? So like, when Sonic is starting, I'm like, I just know what I'm getting. I did like some of the emotional punches, although I felt like they were kind of forced in some areas. Um, because yeah, it's a sad like, movie. Yeah. Really, it's very sad. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> like, the first, like, 15 minutes made me, like, I, I was crying. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I I- I'll cry over everything, but, like, yeah. still, it's, like, it was very, like, sad and, like, dour within right. the first 15 minutes of the movie. Right, so... Um, yeah, so, I mean, I thought the action was really cool. It was like, you know, I mean, we don't have a Flash movie, but I picture that's what the Flash kind of action is going to be like with, like, um, with, like, you know, the action. Also, I think all these people that keep doing these, like, speed-up characters, I need some commission to go to, uh, to go to What's-His-Face, because everyone is doing that. It's the whole, like, slow, slow it down. Then oh, what, the extra ever- movies? Yeah, ever since they started that whole thing with the future past, like Marvel has done it. And they used like a time yeah. song again. Yeah. Like, in the bar as when, <laughs> when it happens. And they used like a song like kind of a, the one that they used in Days of Future Past. Right. Like, I and know, I'm like, I, like I know we're, no one is a fan of Brian Singer right now and stuff, but I need him to get some type of commission just because like everyone Give it to Evan it. Peters and stuff. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something, you know, because like, like, like Age of Ultron, they did it and then and then they did it in Justice League with Flash and then they did it with, um, then they did it with Sonic and I'm like, dude, it's like blatant too, like blatant copying yeah. of like what he did with um, Days of Future Past and none of them have captured what he did with that movie as far as that scene goes. You know what I mean? He couldn't even capture what he did in Apocalypse. 
Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I, I love, I will always love the like restaurant kind of thing. I don't, I mean, I'll still be, for, to till this day, I'll still be upset that they didn't do anything else with Evan Peters, like Quicksilver in that movie. But I will always love that scene where he, where he breaks him out. I think it's one of the greatest superhero scenes ever, you know, because everyone else started copying it, you know. So that's what they, mm-hmm. they, they do that. It's with one of the I, most I, iconic for sure. Exactly, like when you say Days exactly. of Future Past, what do you think of? That yeah, scene. exactly. You think of that scene. You think of you think of, you, 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 you think of like um, Magneto with a stadium and whatnot, and whatnot. You know, all that stuff is cool. But um, yeah, and I get it. It's a fast character. Like you can't really do much with a fast. Ca- I mean, you could, but it's like everyone just thinks that let's just make it slow motion now and like you know real time of the character. And I get it. But now the trope is kind of dead to me right now. But um, yeah, Sonic was fine. The action was great. I didn't like. Jim Carrey, because I think there's a difference between, like, I think he was outrageous in this movie, and I love that he's still doing these outrageous roles, but I like the mask outrageous Jim Carrey. Oh, yeah, just, yeah. Just, yeah, like, this movie, I was just, like, he's, I like... I see the disconnect. Like, because yeah, like, the mask is definitely yeah. more, like, amplified in tone than this, because Sonic does in a weird way. I don't know. It does amp it up a little bit, but it still feels like they're trying to ground it in reality. The mask doesn't do that. The mask def- exactly. is definitely, like, way amp- amplified to match Jim Carrey's, you know, performance. Exactly. And I, and I never feel like I'm watching, like, a, like, a, like, a, what's the, like, a... Like a facade of a character, you know. It feels like in this mm-hmm. when I'm watching Sonic, I feel like it's Jim Carrey trying to be Jim Carrey again. And the, when when I'm watching movies like his other stuff, or when I'm watching, because like The Mask is like one of my favorite movies of, of his. Like I love, like my childhood. I love, I mean, I loved that movie when I was a kid. I still do. And I'm like, and I'm like, I just in that movie, I feel like he's being himself. This movie, I feel like he's trying to be his old self. Does that make sense? You know, no, I, I, get, I get what you mean. Yeah, I just don't feel like it's like, and I, I know everyone's like, oh, Jim Carrey's bad, Jim Carrey again. Like, I, I don't think so. I think <laughs> something's going on with Jim Carrey, and he's just not. I don't know. Um. Also, were they career baiting with him and this like henchman guy or whatever? Dude, oh. I literally as soon as I like <laughs> as soon as I got out of the movie, I tweeted. I was like, is Jim Carrey and his henchman? I you saw know? that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I was wondering the same thing. I'm like, are they? Like they were way too close. I, I do want to say to uh, say though, uh, Jim Carrey was the only part of the movie that actually like made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, because like, what's his name? Mars, the other guy from Psychopath. Yeah, James I Marsden. I don't want to say awful. He's just so generic. He just felt so like fine. Yeah, I was gonna like it's you know fine. not of... fine in the way that he's hot. He, he's good looking, but I I I need to backtrack <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I also love seeing interracial relationships in movies. I was so that was good to see. Um, she was a bad actress though. Yeah, she was bad. She was banging though, but she was really really bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, she's sister, beautiful. <laughs> yeah, sister was funny. I just didn't think she was. So I totally agree. Um. Yeah, he was very generic. He felt like Mark Wahlberg in the Transformer. Yeah. To me, you know, like, hey, Bumblebee, you know, like, Mark, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what kind of felt like. So he's like, Sonic, and I'm just like, this is <laughs> It just wasn't for me. But then I did tweet that one thing that I was happy to see was people were enjoying themselves. A lot of people, like, next to me, kids, grown people we're having a good time with the movie that's all you can really ask for i guess um i was happy to see that at least it's okay because i guess if they're having fun i'm not really but good for y'all you know it was kind of like 
it was kind of like, I hope I don't get no flack for this, but it was kind of like when I was watching um, Rise of Skywalker. I, I enjoyed... I get that completely. Yeah, <laughs> I enjoy... Okay, good. So I, I enjoyed Rise of Skywalker, but it it I, I didn't think it was the greatest Star Wars film. I didn't, think, I didn't think it was the worst Star Wars film, Um, but I didn't think it was the greatest. But watching Alex's response next to me, Made me enjoy the movie a little bit better. Like, okay, good. You know, Alex is having fun. He. This it's is my like... favorite. It's my brother's favorite Star Wars film. So yeah. when we were watching so... it together, he was having the time of his life. Exactly. And, and I, I that think... energy just like you know kind of falls on you when you're watching a movie with somebody else. Right, and thank God I didn't go see this movie by myself. Thank God he had the day off that morning when we went to go see it and stuff. Because if I did, I feel like I would give it a, neg- a more negative review. Just because I didn't, th- I didn't think it was bad. I just thought it was like. I'm like, this is the ending, you know what I'm saying? Like, that feeling of, like, this yeah. is the ending, you know? Like, out of everything, like, Hans, Han Solo's, like, in jeans, and, like, a sh- I mean, <laughs> First Han hour of The Rise of Skywalker, great. Second yeah, hour, I agree. I don't, not my thing. Kylo, Kylo Ren is, like, in, like, a in like a sweater. I said, what's going on? And then, like, their kiss, oh, the kiss makes no sense. I don't care what anyone says. Like, I'm just, We're like, not going to get angry Raylo's mad. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I'm just, like, I'm just, just like, I was just underwhelmed. You know, like, this? Yeah, I know, I know, I know. I just, so, but, but, but. Being with him, I was like, okay, you know, he was he got all excited when all the people came at the end and all the voices and Blade and not Blade, I said I said Blade, uh, Ray with like two swords is cool and all that stuff. I, I get. Oh, my brother started crying when he heard Lando. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just, yeah, Ryan Skywalker, like, and I saw it, and I saw it, I remember him and I saw it again, and I was like, okay, I'm really, I just don't want to be a negative Nancy and whatnot. Yeah. It's just fine, and I'm. He's like, he, I remember him and I were in the hallway after we saw the movie because Alex and I we just like to talk about the movie that we see right after we right after we get out. We just sit, we just sit right there, and him and I are talking. He's like, dude, I can see that like two more times. I was like, dude, I'm done. Like, I'm tapped out. Like, yeah, I I've think, seen it once. I, yeah, like and I've I, seen the, I've seen the Last Jedi <laughs> six times in theaters. So there, there's a big. That's what I'm saying. Jump. I saw I saw Last Jedi three times in theaters, and I was actually disappointed that I didn't get to see it a, a fourth time. This one, I was like, I mean, I'm good. You know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm Gucci. Y'all have fun. This is, I just, I just kept getting baffled at myself. Like, this is it. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and then Birds of Prey. I'm trying to up my my record with that. I don't think anyone. I don't think anything's gonna beat Avengers yet, as far as how many times I saw that in theaters. How many times did you see Avengers? I saw Avengers eight times in the theater. Okay. I, I saw Far From Home nine. Okay, that, so that's my record. <laughs> yeah, my record is eight times with Avengers. A uh, Birds of Prey right now, I'm only two, but I want to see it at least one more time. Um I'm five in for Birds of Prey. I don't even know how you got there. When you said that tweet, I was like, how should you get to the five already? Like what <laughs> I was like, Because what some days when I leave work, uh there's a show time like at the time that I'm supposed to leave work and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I go into yeah, the theater and watch like, it. I was like, what did I that was like, did I miss something? <laughs> I like, I don't know. Um yeah, I don't know. There's perks uh, to working at a movie theater. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember we were talking about that on your episode of uh, Let's Talk. And um, speaking of Let's Talk, everyone, um, episode three is official on Monday night. I have an overnight, so Jared is going to join me on the air, and we're going to talk about his life. I guess it's weird. So uh, Jared Buckendall, if you're if you know him from YouTube and the Cinemania World team, he's going to be joining us Monday, joining me Monday for his episode of Let's Talk. We're going to get down and dirty, down to the nitty gritty. Um, <laughs> About everything, and then and then episode four is Hannah part two, and I'm just joking. I'm just joking. 
<laughs> just more sad stories. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, Rise of Skywalker, I get it. I mean, everyone's excited and all that stuff, but I was just I wasn't I wasn't in it. All right, so moving on from Sonic, let's get it right into oh, I know you didn't see this. Oh my god. Um Fantasy Island. You're the reason why I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, Fantasy Island. I man. First director of all, of Truth or Dare. <laughs> yeah, the director of Truth or Dare, which is also he's gonna be directing and writing Bloodshot. So Bloodshot's gonna be awful. But Oh it's, shit, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw I went on his Wikipedia, I said, I wanna know who this bastard is. And I'm and I'm <laughs> <laughs> who's ruining uh, Dwayne's life? Yeah, I was like, who the hell is ruining my like my horror, my love for horror? And I saw him, and then under his credits, it said Bloodshot. I said, "Fuck me!" And that's the weekend. Like Larry and Tyler's coming down. You're supposed to, but you can work as work as whack. But I'm just I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing Bloodshot. I just know it's gonna be trash. So Fantasy Island. So Friday, I said, you know what? You know, let's do a double feature. Let's go from Sonic to Fantasy Island. So they were both playing in Adobe Theater, right? Sonic was pretty much packed for the most part, kids and stuff like that. So, and the next movie after Sonic Weird was Fantasy Island in Adobe. I said, okay, I'll just stay in the theater. I'll get my seat over there, same spot. And I'm and, and I'm sitting in this movie theater, and I'm watching audiences flock in this movie. You know, like it's packed <laughs> for Fantasy. Island. Oh yeah, I know. Ah! It's been busy at my theater like, too. To the teenagers, right? <laughs> yeah, it's been teenagers, couples, everything. And I know, and guess what's playing next door that nobody's in? What? Next, like next, next Birds door. Of yes, in the IMAX theater next <sighs> door. I Birds of Prey, and I know there's like teenage three- girls would love Birds of Prey. Birds I know. of Prey would be to teenage girls what Deadpool is to teenage boys. I know, and it's so frustrating because I'm 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 in this packed theater, and I said if I didn't have to see uh, Fantasy Island for a review, I would easily be in Birds of Prey next door. And I and I look to see how many people are in Birds of Prey. There's like eleven people, and I said eleven people, but this Dolby theater is packed. For Fantasy Island, this is why I hate casual movie goers. This is it. This Period. Is, this is why I, <laughs> I hate them because they were all flocking, and the movie starts, and it's so fucking abysmal. It's so bad. And I was sitting next to. Okay, so I hate loud movie talkers or movie goers or whatever, just annoying movie goers. And there was this group group of boys that were just talking shit, but I didn't care because they made my experience much better. They were talking <laughs> shit. They were like, yo, this is trash, like out loud and stuff like that. And I was like, I would usually yell at people like this, but I'm like, I don't even care because this movie's awful. <laughs> you know, this movie is awful. Speak your mind. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then to the left of me was this couple, and this poor bastard did not want to be in that movie. And you can tell he was dragged because this, and I, I get it. Listen, you like what you like. You love what but you this love. is like a like casual like teenager yes. like audience oh, movie she like was... truth or there this and like the what's yeah. it called screen gems movies these are all kind of like blend into the same thing for me because mm. i'm like okay teenage like casual audiences are gonna go see this and be like yo that was a crazy movie like you know what i mean yeah and, and yes exactly that's like my, my boss she's like oh man hellboy is fantastic <laughs> and i'm like dude it's awful so I'm next to me is this couple, maybe our age, like you know, late twenties. I would say they were about, 
And the guy, you can tell, he was just so pissed. He just did not look happy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And his wife, girlfriend, fiance, whatever the fuck, annoyed the shit out of me because she loved everything. <laughs> and I'm talking everything. Anytime Lucy Hell spoke, oh my God. I was like, dude. She loves everything. You already know she loves (laughs) I don't want to be that guy. And I'm like, listen, I think everyone has a right to love what they love. Listen, I think Justin from Justin to Kelly is amazingly bad. You know, I used to love that movie when I was a kid, but I know now it's awful. (laughs) Listen, I get it. But I just know she's just a casual. She's never seen the David Fincher film. She's never seen, like, you know what I mean? She's just never seen anything good. I just know it, you know? And also, watch <laughs> She hasn't life. seen Hereditary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just know she hasn't seen anything, and she's eating this shit up. And she's like, <laughs> And then, like, and, like, you know how when these movies I do, like, a twist? A twist, you know? And, like... I've move, heard about then, that. <laughs> right. We... We go to the movies and we see this twist and we're like, oh my fucking God. She was like, oh my God, really? I was like, I'm done. I left. We <laughs> I, should I, show I, her seven. We need to find her to show her seven. <laughs> I, I left. I left, Hannah. I left. I said, I can't not do. I just can't be relegated. To, I just, I cannot be relegated. And it, and it was, it was just awful. I don't know how it ends. Tyler was trying to tell me how it ends. And oh, did you walk out? I did, yeah. Was, How yeah. long did you have left? I have no clue. I, I told Tyler that I left when... When did I leave? I left when some late some woman was having a revelation. What's her name? Maggie Q or whatever. She's in this movie. Looks oh. fantastic. Um, yeah, she looks fantastic in the movie, and she's great. <laughs> um, but she, she goes... This is when the twist starts, I guess, you know, and I left. I didn't care. And everyone's like, everyone's like looking at me like I have 10 eyes. Like, why would you want to leave this awesome movie? Like, you know? Like, oh, man. Dwayne said, I'm not even here for the twist. I'm leaving. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. So and then, like, the guys next to me, um, like, I guess they, I, I know they, they probably all snuck in because it's like two of them on the floor. And I said, dude. Oh. So I tapped one of them. I said, hey, you can have my seat. And she's like, are you, are you sure? I'm like, just go. I'm out of here. Like, just I'm out. <laughs> I have I it's like seven o'clock on a Friday night. I know I'm gonna go home, but like just home is better than this. I just I can't do it. So that's my review for Fantasy Island. It was god awful. I don't know how I don't know. I said in the group chat today that Blumhouse is one of the most inconsistent studios I've ever seen because they drop bangers like get out, they'll drop a banger for like upgrade. I was gonna say I'm upgrade. Saying, Black Klansmen, they would just drop some bangers, and then you get Truth or Dare, and Black Christmas, and yeah. this, and I'm just like, just. And you know what sucks too is that they're actually like great movies don't make as much as their shitty movies. The fuck! I just don't understand. Get Out is their like uh, the one their movie that has made like you know uh, a good amount of money and is actually like a great movie, and that's like the only one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was gonna say us, but they didn't even do us. They yeah, uh, no. Universal did, um, and I was just like, dude, man, this is, this is, this is just bad. And I just, yeah, the movie was awful. So, 
Um, Isn't so it that. crazy that they're releasing Fantasy Island and uh, Invisible Man in the same month, and it looks like Invisible Man is like an absolute like banger, and then like Fantasy Island's like Fantasy Island. <laughs> yeah, and I think that, I just think I also think that like this year for movie this year for like horror movies and like we've gotten all these horror movies so far um and i think this is like this like we're starting off really bad so i think that's why last night i was so like yeah give me give me invisible man like it's gonna at least it's gonna be some passion behind the lens you know what i'm saying yeah like there's gonna be some some oh my god you also like and then like fantasy island you know like when every horrible movie has this thing where you know, you start to fight back. This is this is another reason why I wanted to like elbow the lady next to me. I said I can't do this because, <laughs> like, literally, like, okay, like, there's bad guys or whatever, and then this character has a gun, and you know where I'm going with this, and they and they shoot the person, and they're like, this is my fantasy, motherfucker. Oh. <laughs> and the woman next to me, she oh, lost it. She is so fucking funny. Like last person's words, like you mess with the wrong sisters. <laughs> yeah, she lost it. She was like, ah, oh, yeah. I was like, fuck this. I I, I had to get out of there. It was, um, it was so ow. bad. <laughs> it was so bad. She was so excited when he said that. I was like, dude, this is not what I'm here for. This is not. So no fucking fuck in a PG thirteen yeah. movie. Yeah, like Fantasy Island is the worst horror movie of the year. No, uh, the turning is is much better than this one. The Grudge is much better because I stayed for those. Um, Gretel and Hansel was boring, but it's much better than Fantasy Island. It's just this was a disaster. So, my review: Fantasy Island, complete F. If like you know half a star on on um on Letterbox. Uh, you know, 1.1 out of 5, just the, the lowest denominators of everything, you know? So, um, what would you give Sonic as a grade? I give it 3 stars out of 5. Oh, I think I, I, think, I, think I gave it, I think I gave it 2 and a half. I think I gave it 3. I, got, I, I think I gave it 3 as well. Um, so I'll stick with that. Fantasy Island's an F, half a star, Sonic. <laughs> um, it was really bad. So let's go to um to all the boys. To all the boys. Um, P.S. I love you. It's second installment to like the uh, adorable first film. Love the first movie. I actually watched it right before I watched the second one again. Like you know, I want to feel for like Lana Condor and um, Noah Centineo before they made him like their Netflix star. You know, and he's not. Yeah. He's not a good actor, so like they keep he keeps, <laughs> he keeps playing the same character in each each of these Netflix movies. Um, but at least I love him in these movies, you know, because that's where I saw him start. So I watched the first one. I think I think watching the first one right before starting the second one was a disservice to the second one because you go you have a lot of shoes to fill. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, I thought it was fine. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was great. I just thought it was fine. I was not a fan of this new character at all. I thought he was very shoehorned and forced. Um, I did not feel their connection at all whatsoever besides, oh, remember when we did this? And yeah, I did that. And I made a cupcake before. And that, that's all I got from them too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just reminiscing about something when they were like two I don't know. So um, I do think that 
Noah Centennial and Lana Condor have amazing chemistry. They're so cute together. Um, that's another reason why I didn't, I didn't like it because I'm like, dude, stop making him. Like, the movie is, like, trying to do this thing where they want you to kind of root for both of them. So they don't, they don't, they don't completely make Noah Centennial's character, like, they're Peter, Peter, like Peter a dick. But they kind of give like little hints too as to why he can kind of be a dick. You know what I'm saying? And it, didn't, it it felt forced. You know what I mean? Like, you know what movie does this better? And this is baffling to say. High School Musical two. High School yes. Musical two has <laughs> High School Musical two right has moments where you're like, dude, Zach, you're a dick. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're a dick to um Vanessa Hudgens. I'm getting I'm getting every I'm losing everyone's character names. Uh, okay, Troy, you're a dick to Gabriella. All right. Um, what's going on? Fix this. They are forcing it in this movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, they don't you... give it a fair chance either, though. Exactly. You it's know, with Jordan Fisher's character because he has like what ten minutes of screen time, and Peter has an hour probably. So it's like, what you got? If you want to make this a love triangle, it has to be like fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm watching this, and I've seen a thousand better love triangles than this one. You know, and I'm just like, like even oh, I'm gonna bring it up again. High School Musical too. They give you like a little hint that maybe Gabriella can like what's his face, um, what's her face's brother. You know, and I'm oh, like, Lucas. oh no. Yeah, I'm like, oh no, no, no. In this no. one, yeah, like in this one, I knew she doesn't. She's not gonna like the kid. You know what I'm saying? I just mm-hmm. didn't feel it. And the first movie, like, um, if you, I think, I think Larry asked me this last night. He's like, Dwayne, why are you like romantic comedy so much? I, was, I don't know. I just, I'm a, I'm a hopeless romantic, and I love watching love. I love hearing about love. I love stories about love. I don't know. It's a great thing. Shoot me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. So I. I'm, I'm so the first one I just get so giddy because I love it. You know what I'm saying? I, I really, really enjoy that they went from like not liking each other to completely like man, the whole hint, the whole like back pocket spin around thing gets me every time. It's fantastic. I know, right? <laughs> like <laughs> the hot the hot tub scene gets me every time, even though that I, like I know it's not a sex scene, but it's so romantic and intimate between them two, and I love that as well. Um, yeah, and this 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 movie does not have the same kind of magic. They're introducing all these random new characters. I'm like, I don't care about it's any of these. It's a big people. departure from the first one. It feels completely different, and it's because they hired a new director. And then talking um, to you, I understood why. I was like, oh no, that's why I didn't like this one that much. And you know what? I think the biggest difference is that, and I don't want to, because I already know people are going to be like, oh, feminist. Uh, a woman directed the first one. A man directed this one. And there's a big difference between the movies because you can tell that there is a woman handling this female character because she was, she's a fleshed out female character. She's such like a, like if she feels like an like actual teenager, like, right. you know, every, I think every teenage girl can see herself in Lara Jean in some way. Yes. And it's not like that in the books. The books aren't very, like, you know, fleshed out like the movie is. The movie did such a great job of making Lara Jean feel like the audience. And you can tell that, you know, a female was in charge of the movie because it just felt so like like every girl's, like, high school experience in a, some way, you know? This right. doesn't feel like that. This feels like, oh, we need to focus on, like, you know, the male characters and how Laura Jean is like trying to like, you know, make up for like make up to Peter and like, you know, stuff like that. It's like, I don't know. It doesn't I, feel like Laura Jean's movie anymore. It feels exactly. like the relationships movie. And 
Exactly. To all the boys I loved before, the first one, it feels like Lara Jean's movie. This feels like it's Peter and Lara Jean's relationships movie. Yeah, and I and I guess you have to evolve. You have to tell more about the story. I one thing I actually really enjoyed. I'll, I'll give like one big big positive besides the chemistry between um, Noah Centineo and Lana Condor. I really enjoyed that she was. I like that she was insecure about. Her yes, I really love that part too. Yeah, you don't see that a lot in movies because everyone, a lot of movies, are like this thing where I'm happy, I'm happy, and I'm like, this is that's just not the case when a relationship happens, you know. And from experience, like you, if you are someone's first, I actually really enjoy this aspect of the movie when you are someone's first, like. And I've seen it with friends, like one of my friends who who dated like a virgin, like he was he was like her first kiss, her first everything, you know. Um, you have a moment when the the, the you know it's just a female. It's just everyone's gonna have it's gonna have insecurities, and a lot of like a lot of uh, you know young younger younger women with like who start doing their first kind of thing is they're going to be thinking about your first like oh like how old was you oh, what about your ex am i better than your ex was she was she better than me is this you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. i like that they kind of dived into that with her character because like if they didn't i would have been like oh why is she not like you know wondering about like him you know what i'm saying and i actually like that they did, like like that they did that with her character that was the only thing that i can kind of relate to um that was it you know what i mean that was like my that was like my main it doesn't have the charm of the first movie no it really doesn't there's something about that field scene in the first movie at the end that i get giddy about and it's what these a lot of these movies like sierra burgess was so forced i and i was like Mm -hmm. you know and like i thought i think i think as of right now with me to all the boys i loved before is the only like netflix romantic comedy teen drama that they've kind of hit the like they hit it out of the park with that one and then they kept trying to redo that movie you know with like with like sierra burgess and i'm like dude no i i'm watching this character i'm like i know you would never go for sierra you would never go for her character stop lying to yourself what is this stop why is this script lying to me right now you know what i'm saying <laughs> i just i just didn't buy it you know um tall girl the fuck like just what's going on here? <laughs> so like, 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 like back in 20, like literally back in 2018, like to all the boys I loved before was in my top 10 for a minute. You know what I mean? Until like, until like November, like it was in my top 10 for a long time. And then it was like, I think it was like, I think it made my top, my top 15 by the end of the year and stuff. So I was really looking forward to this movie and um, yeah, it just didn't, it just didn't do it for me a hundred percent, you know? It doesn't so. capture the same magic as the first, like at all. And yeah. it's so disappointing. Like when I watched it, it didn't feel like. I was watching a sequel to All the Boys I Loved Before. Yeah, and I was—I just didn't feel it. I was like, I'm just not feeling it. And it was—and it does the book—the book smart thing to um, love. Books, oh, like a whole bunch of soundtrack uh, choices. Uh, yeah, every cut. I'm like, dude, what is this movie? It's just—it—it's like they took what I loved about the first one, ripped it out, and made it a legit. YA movie and now and like the first yeah. movie it's just so much more than a YA movie you know what I mean it's just so much more into that and the second movie feels like a YA here you go trashy makes no sense kind of movie I I liked it sort of but I mean I definitely watched the first one I'll, I'll rewatch that one a thousand times before I watch this one again so sorry right yeah. the first one is so rewatchable and this one yeah. I haven't had no like 
Because when I first watched that movie, I rewatched it within like the same week of watching it for the first time so because that, I loved it so much. With this, I have no desire to go back to it. I watched the first one during an overnight, and then when I woke up from I I got I got out the overnight at seven a.m. Um, and then I went home, slept till like two p.m. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna rewatch that movie again. And I, and I woke up at like three p.m. on a Saturday night. I mean Saturday evening, and I watched it again when I woke up. And I loved it mm-hmm. even more. So, yeah, I just didn't. It just didn't have. It just didn't have the same thing. With um, it didn't have this. It didn't have the same feel as the first one did. So, and but the if director's you like, doing the third one too. So uh, sadly, God, I'm I'm nervous. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, all right. So let's get into our last quick movie review, and now it is uh, for Downhill. I didn't see Downhill. I was hearing okay things from Sundance and stuff when it premiered. Um, but you saw it. I do want to check it out at some point. What did you think about that movie? It stars like Will Ferrell and like someone else. Who is who else? Is it Tina Fey? Uh, no, it's Julia Dreyfus. I, ah. I can't pronounce her name. Yeah. Ah. Close, <laughs> close enough. Close enough. Uh, what did you think about that movie? It's bad. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, it's like every other Will Ferrell comedy, but also it's like more boring because it's definitely more plot driven and like definitely trying to be a drama. Um, yeah. I, it's just it's so frustrating because it's like you this movie's based on another. Well, it's a remake of a Swedish film and I can't pronounce the name of the title, um, but I watched it. I, but I watched it. I was going to say rewatched. I watched it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I watched it for the first time uh, before seeing this because I was like, oh, I should maybe watch it, you know, to prepare. That movie's awesome. That movie's so good. It's a drama. It's family drama. And it's not like trying to be a comedy or anything like that. And it's very intense. And I loved it. Right this i did not love um it tries to do what that movie did but like tries to like integrate like you know welfare comedy into it um and it just it doesn't work and it just it's so boring because maybe it was more boring to me because i already seen the remake uh, the original and this is the remake so i already knew what was like going on but like i just i i never got into it like i watched it and like the entire time my mind was like drifting to other things and i was like oh what am i gonna eat when i get home you know (laughs) um and so (laughs) I don't know. I I watched it and then that was it. And then I left and I was like, okay, it's not good. That's all you, that's, I mean, yeah, I, I, I kept hearing like mixed things coming out of Sundance and then I kept hearing um, that it wasn't good. And I was like, I mean, ooh, you know, like I want to see it, but I'm like, I don't think I, is, is, is it a, someone's going to take a dark comedy. Is that true? It, uh, no, not really. I don't know why someone would say it's a dark comedy because <laughs> I don't, I, some I think some people have like different interpretations of what dark comedies are, right. because to in, to me in my mind like the killing of a sacred deer, the lobster, the art of self defense, like that's a dark comedy to me. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's this movie. I think. Oh my god, I cannot wait for it to come out. I don't think it got. I don't think it got like a studio yet from Sundance. But there's this movie that I know you'll love just because like it's so your kind of movie, and <laughs> I didn't like it a hundred percent. But I was like, I was watching it and I was like, Hannah would like probably really, really like this. What's it called? Um, it's called Kajillionaire. And okay. it's basically about this like con family. Family that does like a bunch of cons and whatnot. They they don't they they're poor, so they just do cons and stuff like that. And they con a lot of people. And I watched it at Sundance and like the, the main actress does this like has this like raspy voice the entire movie it also stars uh what's her name from jane's saint jane's a virgin or whatever that that show is called gina rodriguez yeah like she's in the movie oh. as well yeah i know i know uh she's in the movie <laughs> but the main character she like does 
it's just really weird. And I said, I, this movie was fine, but I know Hannah would probably eat this shit up. <laughs> um, so I hope that kid gets bought by a studio. I think it did. I don't remember. Um, let me check. It was called Kajillionaire. Because... I'm looking it up right now. Um, it has an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Who's the director? Um, it's a woman. It's a woman. Um, Miranda July did the Oh, it's A24. Oh, A24 grabbed it. Uh, oh, okay. Twenty four grabbed it, so that's good. So it's gonna be. Uh, hopefully, it's in theaters at some point. I think. I think. I just think you'll vibe with it a lot more than I did. Um, I just kept watching it and stuff like that. So I, because I skipped downhill to see Kajillionaire, because Kajillionaire just sounded more interesting and stuff, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, but I guess I did the right thing. So that's good. Uh, <laughs> are we done with the movie reviews? So everyone, yeah, that was our quick movie reviews um, because I missed a lot last week. And these are always a little fun. You know, you don't have to do a movie review show for every movie you see, I guess. So um, I do want to review The Lodge when I see it tomorrow. So I'm going to be seeing it tomorrow and I'm excited. So let's get into our new segment of the show. And that is one that um, you came up with um and stuff like that just kind of changed the show up a little bit from being so much like the world show where we just discuss news and whatnot so basically it the seg the segment the title of the segment is called what we're watching and what we're excited about so basically what we've been watching throughout the week you know today yesterday last week last month whatever and then we'll go into what we're excited about this week like whether it's like Something you did, something that's happening this week, a song, a TV show, whatever, you know. Um, yeah, so I'll start off with you, see what you've got. <laughs> um, I know you watch a lot of movies on your downtime, so first things first, what have you been watching and what are you excited about this week? All right, so what I've been watching, I've actually been watching a TV show and re-watching uh, David Fincher's movies. Uh, I, I've been watch, watching Gossip Girl for the first time. I've never seen Gossip Girl, and I, I'm, like, really, I'm a sucker for, like, uh, why, uh, not, I was going to say why, it's not a book, but, like, you know, like, teen kind of uh, CW shows that aren't, like, The Flash and, like, L- Riverdale. They're, like, uh, earlier shows. Uh, so I'm really into Gossip Girl right now. I, I'm really liking it. Uh, the guy from You is in it. The main guy. I can't remember his name. The um, guy that plays Joe. Uh, Penn Badgley. Bag- yeah, yeah, yeah. Bagadelli, he was so. an easy A, too. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in it, and it's Blake Lively, and that's pretty good. Uh, it's definitely, like, you know, a CW show, but I like it. It's cool. And then David Fincher, uh, one of my favorite directors. Uh, I don't know why, but the other day, uh, Gone Girl was on TV, and I watched Gone Girl for the first time, uh, this year, actually. Oh. Well, not, not this year, last year. Um, <laughs> so, like, a few months ago. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, a few months ago, and it was on TV the other day, and I rewatched it, and I was like, you know what? I haven't watched uh, all of David Fincher's movies in a while. So I've been rewatching David Fincher movies. Uh, I actually paused seven to come do the podcast. Uh, and yeah, I mean, just a master, you know? All his movies are just so chef's kiss, loving the most. Uh, and I want to talk about something, actually. Why aren't directors making movies like Seven, like Prisoners, like those kind of movies anymore? Because I just, those are my favorite kind of movies in Zodiac. Why. You don't know why, because every all you need, all you need is Fantasy Island, and it packs up a theater. That's it. I I know. <laughs> it's sad. I know. <laughs> They're my favorite kind of movies, like these kind of like dark, like I don't know, like 
detective movies like i just i love them so much and i like was watching seven i was like hmm what's the most recent like dark detective movie that i've seen and i was like prisoners prisoners back in 2013 thanks uh (laughs) so uh yeah see i don't know because um thank god that he's been doing like mindhunter too you know because that's that's the closest thing i got to tell you as far as dark i'm so tired of like I'm watching these, like, TV... Like, when I'm watching wrestling... Go ahead, whatever. Make fun of me, whatever. Um, when I'm watching <laughs> wrestling, I'm watching these trailers for all these new shows, and I'm like, I'm so tired of the witty witty detective. Like, hey, hey, we're gonna get him and stick him. You know what I I'm know, saying? I know, right? It's, just, it's so boring. And so they have this new show on TV called Briar Patch with, like, with like what's her name from the Daredevil show? The doctor? What's her name? The doctor. Uh, Rosario, yeah, Rosario Dawson. Okay. Oh. Show's okay. called Briar Patch, and she's playing this like witty detective who like knows things. She's like gotta stick them, and it's funny and comedy, and it's like she's a I don't know. It's just this doesn't do it for me. And then the show that last like year, poked fun at like witty detectives pretty yeah, nicely. really really yeah, great. Yeah. Too. <laughs> really funny. That's what that show's like, Briar Patch. And then last year, or in Comic Con, they're promoting the show with the with the um i'm forgetting her name i'm really bad today with the um from far from home nick fury sidekick or like partner what's her oh, name oh um what's, what's her fucking name yes you know what i'm talking about oh right? my god I, colby smolders yeah so colby smolders has a show as well on tv on like abc or one of them random channels or you know basic channels called stump town and i'm like dude this is <laughs> this is like what is this so i ask i absolutely agree give me my mind hunter. what happened to like give mystery me, like, detective dark yeah. stories like i that's i live for that shit Literally, I watch Prisoners, like, every month. I love Prisoners so much, and I love, like, uh, Zodiac 7. Like, these kind of movies. These are, like, my favorite kind of movies, and, like, they're hardly ever made anymore. Good ones, might, at least. Listen, I, might, I might throw Prisoners on the TV tonight after this show or something, because I need something, you know? Uh, you know what movie I want You know to what read? I mean, though, right? Yeah, because like, I get had, it. Like, such a lack of these kind of movies. Um, You know what movie I really want to rewatch, too, for some reason? Because it's been, like, there's, it's been, like, trending on, like, um... It's been trending on on like Twitter today for some reason. But it was the Florida Project. Oh uh, yeah, the Florida so I, Project. I, I watched it once, and I can't remember when we watch it again. I watched it once too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Prisoners is only is playing on Hulu, but I feel like you need like HBO Now subscription again. I um, have it on uh, Amazon Prime. <laughs> I have the I have the Blu-ray, but I just I don't, my PlayStation is downstairs. And I feel like watch something in my room. I'm just being lazy. I can just pop in the Blu-ray and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like, stop with these stomp towns and Briar Patch and just like just get down to the nitty gritty and get just R-rated. Like, get I don't know. Jenny Villeneuve and uh, David Fincher. Oh, can you imagine? Just make like, a million of these movies, please. Like a go, like give me like give me like a, I don't know, I want to like give me like a Kathy Ann, like oh my god yes, imagine a like a Renee Montoya movie directed by Kathy Ann and it's like you know a detective like mystery story I would love that in Gotham Renee Montoya I I I'm actually really upset that I didn't get a word with um with um Perez yeah. Rosie Perez, is that her name? Yeah. Um. Well, I'm because at at Sundance in that in that in that press line, because like her punches in Birds of Prey were so legit. Like she was swinging, and I was like, Girl. Yeah. like <laughs> she was swinging, and I was like, is that a stunt? No, it's not a stunt. Like, it was great. 
because when, he, when I see her in person, I just can't picture her swinging like that because like she was so elegant and nice at the at Sundance, nice dress and so polite. And hello, how are you? And then you know what I mean. And then mm-hmm. I'm watching Birds of Prey, and she's just swinging at these Badass. guys. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> man, she was so good. So yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, but yeah, I um. So is that it for as far as like what you've been watching? Um, I think so. I, I haven't watched a whole lot of movies this week. I'm like slacking. I've just been like rewatching David Fincher movies. So what about um what you're excited about? Um oh what's man, what am I excited about? What's going on in Hannah's life that's got you all giddy? Uh, um while well, the Invisible Man comes out this week, I'm very excited. Uh I've been like the lone supporter on the podcast for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Griffin saw it though and he gave it like a really positive like review so that's exciting um he did griffin griffin in front of the podcast everyone on a couple of world shows and stuff um yeah he did agreed and so there's someone who hello can you hear me hello yeah okay okay so there's there's like people on twitter that i like as far as horror movies that i trust and perry nemeroff i don't know if you know her but she loved it too yeah. so okay i'm on my car Alright, we'll see. I'm seeing it Tuesday. I have a screening, Alex and I. It's gonna be a nice screen. They're doing one of those IMAX screenings, which I love. So I'm That's I'm what pop- they've been doing for the Invisible Man. I've seen like a lot of people. Like it hasn't been like I don't know, like super like pressy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like there's I have people that I follow on Twitter who aren't like, you know, super big like, you know, critics or anything like that. And they're just kinda like me, like in a way. Right, and right. they've even seen the movie and I'm like, hmm. like there's yeah. like IMAX yeah, screenings. So- the the boss yeah the boss one's on Tuesday and I got the I got the the big email that they send world they sent it to like critics first then they sent it to public and stuff mm-hmm. like that if you want to go see it but um yeah I really really want to check it want to check it out now because everyone's saying it's good and I also agree with you from yesterday's show um to the marketing's been really well done too I think it's I think you could do so much with the Invisible Man as far as marketing so and once so you know there's a nice standee in my theater speaking of standee it's <laughs> a price standee goddamn. And there's a nice standee theater of like <laughs> of like a it's the IMAX poster but standee form so it's a huge like doorway and that poster show, is like haunting yeah so but it's a standee in Boston it's a standee in Boston with it and it's so cool and a downtown theater it's really really cool um I'll send you a picture next time I'm there because okay. I'm, I'm gonna be nasty and be like rats and I just I can't do it girl um, so. <laughs> I mean, we'll see. So, but like, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. So, I was one of the ones who was like, oh, I don't know, Hannah. Listen, I'm just, I, I just like love Lee Winnell. I know, I get it. I just the trailers they play every time, yeah. and I was getting so tired of Elizabeth Moss and hey, hey, hey yeah. Blumhouse markets their movies like, like all their movies like that though. That's why, like, I watched the trailer and I got excited, but like, also it's like a generic, you know, kind of like horror trailer. And yeah. I, I think that's just because that's Blumhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope there's upgrade a, look the same too. Agreed, yeah. And I'm like, and even the even the little fight scene with the with the Invisible Man too. Was like, I mean, it's, uh, it's just upgraded sequel. This is a sequel to Upgrade. What's going on? Here? I would love that. I would love an Upgrade sequel. Uh, I loved Upgrade so much. I didn't like the endings. I don't like sad endings, but I did like the two. Oh, uh, okay. I uh, see. Upgrade was in my like state of my top ten all year. Yeah, I mean, it stayed in my top twenty. I think that because what was this? Twenty eighteen. Yeah. yeah, 2018 was like a big year for me as far as I had I had like 40 movies in my top. So, like, Ugh. yeah. So, yeah, 2018 was 2018 it. was such a good year. 
It was. And I don't know what. I mean, last year was fine. Last year got yeah, better. Know, right? It got better towards the end of the year. Because I remember in like summer, I was like, what the fuck have we been getting this year? You know? So um, I say that. But 2018, the entire year, I was amp. So um, yeah. And this year so far, I mean, I don't know. They got the Sundance. Because if I didn't have Sundance, I mean, <laughs> what do I have? Bad things for life or something. I don't know. Um, so, am I, is it my turn? Is that it for you? Yeah, that's it for me. I, I, I uh, haven't, like, I've been lacking. <laughs> it's all right. Um, all right. So, oh, I, Outsider. I forgot. Uh, I want to talk oh, about Outsider. Yeah. How is it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's great. I love it so much. Uh, I have never read the book. But it's very Stephen Kingy the show, and I feel it's so weird. Like if you, because me who has never read the book, uh, it's like I'm this is I'm experiencing all this for the first time, and like the twists and like you know, uh, wh- how to even wrap my head around it, because it's like it's very like plot heavy, uh, and like character driven, and but like there's like so much that you need to like I don't know. It's so hard. It's like it's a meaty show. I like it feels like midsummer in some ways to me, because it's like so like meaty. And I'm like, oh, this is a, like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I want to see it a lot as well. Um, just listen, I'm going back to that HBO account. I got it. <laughs> um, listen, Ben Mendelsohn and uh, Jason Bateman, just they're great. And Jason oh. Bateman is directing some of the episodes of uh, oh, The Outsider. Yeah, I yeah. Ozark, Ozark season three. And... I know. Oh, um, my God. Plus, Jason Bateman and Bill Hader, y'all need to stop directing these TV uh, shows and start working on your features. I want them oh, now. Listen, listen. <laughs> day Bill Hader does a feature is the day Twitter will explode. Oh with my God. Tweets from movies and, <laughs> movies and cats will not die. That's <laughs> a feature. Okay. That's all you're going to see. Movies and cats is going to be lit. Okay. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about when you finally watch Barry. Barry is such a well-directed and written show, and he's, like, such a big part of it that you'll understand why I'm fiending for a Bill Hader feature. Listen, I'm watching Titans right now. I can't watch no Bill Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. I'm not watching Titans. <laughs> I, heard, I, heard, I, heard, I heard it's awful. Um, so, okay, so for me, as far as what I've been watching, I'm going to keep it straight up. I don't know why. I've been, can't, I've been like, skipping out on all my recordings, but I have been binging iCarly and Victoria's. Uh- <laughs> I have no clue. I just think that those times were so simpler for me. And I'm and I'm just stressing over everything. My mom is stressing over everything. My girlfriend's stressing over it. everyone's stressed out, you know. And I go back to simpler times where I just threw on on a Saturday night, I just threw on some victorious. My friends asked me to come out. I'm like, nah, I'm busy. I'm I'm (laughs) too busy watching victorious. I party with Victorious was like an event in my house. Okay, <laughs> it was an event. Okay, that Saturday I lied to all my friends. How do you not like that episode all that much? I don't like it either, but it was an event. Okay, it everyone, was an event, but everyone it was like, <laughs> yeah, I could have. I don't know. They, I, they didn't bring them together to like the end. I said, "What you thinking?" You know, I don't. Why are they? In do process? you have a favorite episode of Victorious? Because I do. Um, it's a great question because I I, I I started it, I restarted it, and I didn't realize they were on Netflix either, too. Um, but I've been watching it on my on T Nick. I've just been recording all the shows. I, I'm trying to think of like the episode that all oh, the breath the, the uh, breakfast bunch. I oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Love, I think it's so silly and goofy. Episode. 
I just, I just like <laughs> when when Robbie is like crying for, <laughs> he's so conciliatory. Oh my so god! I think it's so funny when Andre is like running around dancing. I, I, um, the whole thing with the taco and Jade, and she's like, "Why, so like, why don't you like meet Cat?" And I just think it's so funny. So probably that episode. <laughs> There was one that I just watched. I thought it was really, really strong. I'm just blanking on. I just watched it like yesterday, and I'm blanking on what it like, which one it was about. Um, I don't like the all the hour long ones are really bad. I just like yeah. the freak the freak out. Freak the freak out is fine. I was gonna, that's um, my favorite. Freak the freak out. Oh, it is. Favorite. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that episode so much because that song that Jade and Cat sings it was like my favorite song ever. When I was you know younger. they still sing that song. They'd be going on tour with that song. You know, yeah. I know like they're like really best friends right now. Her and her and Liz Gillies, mm-hmm. um, Ariana Grande. Can you? I just and I'm watching. I watched that show, and I look at Ariana Grande. I'm like, wow. Like, <laughs> can you imagine? Like, she's she's. I'm like, I know she's shopping at like, she's shopping at like H and M and whatnot and i'm like dude you don't even realize that in like 10 years you're gonna be like one of the biggest stars yeah of her time and i'm watching her in this episode play this dutz play like a dumb person <laughs> and i'm like who would have thought because i i mean if you go with if you go from like all the controversy to victorious and how the show abruptly ended um a lot of that was because of ariana Grande, not because of her initially just because like her she was getting really famous like really really famous it was getting out of hand how famous she was getting and mm-hmm. i remember the cast when they wanted to take the show on tour and i think ariana grande and victoria justice like fighting on which one of them wanted a tour <laughs> like a soap one and stuff and i'm sorry i love this show but i thought i thought victoria justice was the worst out of all the singers she uh, is i i, I just She's i worst character too yeah she her voice was not good there's this episode that i watched yesterday called tori goes platinum right and mm-hmm. it's the one where, like, the Platinum Music Awards, one of that random person, and they chose Tori for whatever reason. And I'm watching the episode, and, like, Kat, Ariana Grande, does this amazing vocal performance. And I'm like, how can you, as writers, I know she's the star of this show, but how can you sit there and tell me that, this, that she was the best voice of the three of them? Like, Jade, you know, um, Liz Gillies has a great voice. Ariana Grande has the best voice in Nickelodeon history, you know? Like, <laughs> I, and I'm like, you're going to tell me that Victoria, Tori Vega's voice? No. It's just, no. no. Okay. Like, no. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> Sorry. I mean, if all of them, if all of them, I've always said, and I remember too, back when, when I was watching it when I was younger, I said that if any of them would get big, I hope it's Ariana Grande because I think she has the best voice of the three of them. And I would just be only thing I wanted in my life. I said Demi Lovato, Ariana Grande, just let them be stars, okay? And that's what happened. So I'm fine with <laughs> plus. Like, Selena Gomez is trash. It's just like I'm just like oof. Like these. I like Selena Gomez. <laughs> I never thought she had a good voice. I just never thought. I just never liked Victoria Justice's voice. I said, Lord, this ain't working. This theme is a is a hit though. But like this is just <laughs> this just this just ain't working. And, and um, I Carly, I Carly, I, I feel like it's fine. I'm, the I'm One really, Direction episode is unmatched. I knew it. I said. <laughs> Looking at Harry Styles, the episode I watched it yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Just thinking of Hannah. Like she, oh <laughs> this, my god! 
She probably ate this episode up, but Harry Styles getting sick. I didn't even like One Direction back then, though, because I didn't really know who they were. Because, like, <laughs> believe it or not, when that, like, when that episode came out, One Direction wasn't big, like, at all. Like, they were opening up for a big-time rush around that time. Oh, oh yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Because I'm, I'm wondering, I'm like, they got a lot of stars for these shows, like Kesha, they got One Direction, they got, they got Michelle Obama on some of these shows. Yeah. Um, question for you, do you think... Cause I, okay, I know I'm watching it as an adult now. I'm 25 years old, and I'm watching these shows again from like when I was like when I was young, like 13, 12, 11, and I'm realizing that this this Dan Snyder is is oh yeah, it's weird. Yeah, he the writing is very like some of the stuff is almost too on the nose with what mm-hmm. he's saying to these kids, and I'm like. And I looked up to see if he ever got, like, accused of something. He's never gotten accused of anything. And I'm, I'm just baffled at that that, that story. Because, like, there's so much times where he's commenting on, on like, the girls' boobs. And his comments. He's making, like, every, like, a lot of the words in the show, like, he, you can tell he wants to replace it with something else. Mm-hmm. These are kids, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm, it, I know it's weird. It feels yeah. icky sometimes watching yeah, it for like, sure. I, I think iCarly especially. Yeah, like I like I'm like I know they're grown up. Now. They're grown up. They're grown ups now. But when this was being made, when you were writing this show, because every freaking show says written by Dan Snyder, like I, it's just very inappropriate. And I'm like, dude, I don't. I I just I can't believe he wasn't. I I just, I just can't believe. I'm trying to go back to like interviews to see if anyone calls him a creep on set or anything because I'm like this is a lot of inappropriate like words and comments and and like every like like okay so there's a lot of times where he replaces a word we can easily just say the word of that thing but he replaces it to, like an inappropriate word so that the kids can say it ooh I got kids to say weenie you know what I'm saying like <laughs> why are they calling the hot dog a, who calls the hot dog a weenie no one does that you know what I'm saying yeah. So, like why are you why are you like getting so so like giddy about 13 15 14 year old kids saying the word weenie and i'm like dude he's such a weirdo you know um but he does they do have like some strong writing because there is some show episodes i'm like this is like some pretty good stuff you know but then i'm like then he does the weird creepy pedophile writing and i'm like dude i'm gonna stop you know i think drake and josh is their best written show i I think that was like that's the funniest show that i've seen on Nickelodeon. Right, I agree. Under because he's under Dan Snyder has done like a lot of sh- like he did, he did like the Zoe One One. He did um, iCarly. He did the Victorious. He did Sam and Cat was awful. I didn't even try to watch it. Oh yeah, it. that's no uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, he did all the some of the did Amanda Bynes. He was on. I think he did that one. Um, and yeah, my all time favorite Nickelodeon show is Jake and Jake and John. Me too. Still on Hulu. Still great. And stuff, but I, I would agree with you because I think I mean I, I think maybe because that works because he's talking about boys, you know, and he's writing about boys, not like little girls. Like this mm-hmm. is this is weird. Some of his dialogue choices. That's just the one thing I wanted to bring up because if you go back, there's YouTube, there's YouTube episodes. I'm like you just YouTube channels that say the things you miss as a kid on iCarly and Victorious, and I'm like, dude, dude. it's a lot, <laughs> dude. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, this is that's, that's why I don't really rewatch them. I've I know. never like really gone back to it, except yeah. like Disney shows. I do I do watch uh, rewatch Disney shows like Wizards of Waverly Place. Like I rewatch that a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think it's I think it's I'm not I I feel like with me right now the, the I'm more rewatching it on the on the base of they're entertaining I'm, for sure. 
Yeah, and I'm more watching them on the base of like just taking me back to my childhood when times is like that. You know, nostalgia and I'm like, you know, simpler times and whatnot. Not like, because like I can't say for quality for most of the episodes. Cause I'm like, dude, what's going on? <laughs> but like, <laughs> you know, but like, yeah, there's some show, there's some episodes of, of like iCarly that I still enjoy. Like the one where her, like Sam and, Sam and Freddy kiss for the first time. Oh, where- yeah. She does this like bullying thing that goes off the off. Like, you know, it's it's a, it's a pretty strong written episode when Carly gets mad at her for bullying Freddie. You know, um, so yeah, I like that episode a lot and stuff. But they have a lot of episodes by Carly. Victoria's didn't even last like four seasons. They like abruptly ended with all that stuff. So um, you know, there's yeah. like big big like writers and like directors who have like written for those kind of shows. Like the other like when I was rewatching Glee. Like, I realized that Joss Whedon wrote a, lot, wrote a lot of the episodes and, like, directed, like, some of them. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> it's um, weird. No, I didn't, I didn't realize that at all. But I just, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. With that being said, I'd say, I would say that, uh, I would say, um, yeah, that's something that I've been watching. I've been watching that. I tried to watch Short Term 12. I'm going to rewatch it at some point. Um, Please. Just, I, yeah, I found it on Amazon Prime Video. And so I was like, oh, yeah, cool, you know, because I, I was going to buy the Blu-ray at some point. Well, like, you know, it's right here. Let's watch it. Um, and I, I started, I liked what I saw for, like, the first, like, I'm like, oh, it's like Caitlin Devers here. We have Rami Malek. We have Brie Larson. We have Lakeith Stanfield. Um, this is great. And then I. It's one of the most heartbreaking movies you will ever see. Like, yeah, if, like if you watch it all the way through and, like. Because, like, the movie, it's very important that you get to see, like, all the characters' little quirks and, like, stuff like that. Because it all right. has a payoff at the end. So. Right. And then I kept, and then I, and then I kept getting, um, and then I kept falling asleep. Not because I was bored or anything. It's because I was just really tired that day when I started it. So I want to finish that at some point. Um, that's, that's, as far as movies go, that's all I've been watching. I guess, like, a lot of Chopped, you know, on Food Network. That's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> My cousin lives off the Food Network shows, and I think it's hilarious. Yep, so do I. So, you know, I love them. Um, yeah, also Donald Trump said that the Parasite winning Best Picture wasn't good. But Ugh. I was like, he can't read subtitles, I guess, you know. I cannot he can't wait. read, period. I cannot wait until he's not our president anymore. Is that, is that frowned upon to say on this thing? Nah, fucking no. not. <laughs> if you if you support donald trump don't listen please yeah please don't Oof, please get out of here um yeah so uh all right so what i'm excited about is like um i've been also listening to a lot of good music and um if you, if you guys don't know who banks is please go look, look for banks who else lapsley go look for lapsley she's great um kendrick lamar's old album has been really really fantastic um i'm also excited because you know comic con and stuff like that is getting really close and whatnot like you know different stuff like that as far as for us goes okay it's getting close and i'm getting excited about it again because last year was so much fun um yeah so i guess little stuff like that because i really want to meet all of you guys and i'm getting annoyed just talking online i'm I'm so excited for san diego i'm so sad that i can't come to boston but yeah, Boston. I'm gonna be able to meet Larry and um Tyler, which is gonna be really really fun. But um, everyone else, I want to meet. You know, um, I see Alex. I see Alex almost almost every week because him and I live in the area. 
um, I mean, him and I, him and I live like close to each other and stuff. Cool, both from Boston, but like everyone down to the UK folks to you guys from the group channel that we talk to all the time. Um, met Caleb last year for the first time, but I want to see her again too at San Diego to touch base and you know see how she's doing because um, she's going this year as well. So that would be fun and. Um, and then all the film Twitter people, you know, meet all of them again. Because Sundance was so cool. That was one of the big things about Sundance that was so cool, meeting all these new people that you know from, like, Twitter. All you see is, like, you know, you, when you've seen a profile picture for so long, and then you see the person, you're like, oh, wow, hey, you're you, you know? So <laughs> it's, it's really cool. So, um, You yeah. exist. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're a person, you know? Um, that's, that's, that stuff's really cool. So that, stuff like that is what I'm getting excited about, San Diego again and stuff um but yeah so um that is it everyone that being said uh hannah and i that's it for tonight this is once again this was not a planned show we just kind of just kind of said why not you know we're both not doing anything so uh yeah and we haven't done the live show in a while and i love doing these live shows just just, just like kick back and talk about some stuff so it's nice to not have like uh, a whole bunch of like main topics to go through yeah <laughs> like listen i like by like we're like yelling at each other on the world show for like an oh, hour. Yeah. and then by you get and to the can't really meander Right, and then when you get to the TV section, you're like, "Fuck, we're still got, we still got more to go." I'm so tired. I've been yelling, I've been yelling at these folks for like an hour and a half now, and so I'm tired. But um, yeah, these shows are a nice way to like just calm down and relax and talk about some stuff. So that's exciting. So um, yeah, everyone, that is it. Everyone, thank you guys for joining us for episode 31 of the Cinemania Live Show. Um, I will get Hannah social media, and yeah, and I'll let you guys know what's coming up uh, this weekend on the podcast. So Hannah, first things first, let everyone know. They can find you. All right, at movies and cats on Twitter. Ah! <laughs> um. Okay, and everyone, as far as the page, uh, look for a review tomorrow or this weekend for the lodge. That should be for um this weekend. I'm not seeing Call of the Wild ain't happening. I'm not seeing Brahms the boy whatever. That's not happening. Um, <laughs> Sunday, yeah, Sunday will be another uh, box office show with Larry and I to catch up from last week, and that should be it. And then next week again, we have the World Show episode seventy one of the World Invisible show. Man. Oh, Invisible uh, Man. You guys are seeing it on Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah, we're seeing that next Tuesday. So hopefully, um, sometimes Alex and I are too tired to do a review, but hopefully I'll be too excited and stuff like that, and I want to do a review right after it, same way I was with, like, Birds of Prey. So, um, yeah, so either Tuesday or Wednesday will be our review for Invisible Man. But if I like it a lot and the, and the, and the screener and the screening goes well, then we'll do a review that night with Alex and I. And that is it, everyone. Thank you guys for joining us. We will talk to you guys soon. My name is Dwayne. That was Hannah. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye.